Welcome. This is James Corbett of The Corbett Report with your Sunday update from the Center for Research on Globalization at globalresearch.ca. And now for the real news. World markets experienced dramatic losses and rebounds last week as investors watched economic developments in Greece with growing anxiety. The jitters come after weeks of gathering turmoil in the Eurozone, starting earlier this month when credit rating agency Moody's Investor Service downgraded Greek debt to CAA1 and indicated a 50% chance that the country would default on its bonds. Just two weeks ago, Standard & Poor responded by downgrading Greek debt to C, giving it the lowest credit rating for any country in the world. One fear is that the contagion of a Greek default would spread throughout the Eurozone, causing borrowing rates for other fragile European economies in Ireland and Portugal to skyrocket. A Portugal default would be a massive hit to the Spanish banking system, which has the largest exposure to Portuguese debt in the Eurozone. Now Moody's has threatened to downgrade the credit worthiness of some of the largest Italian banks and has put the Italian public debt on review for downgrade. The EU and the IMF have scrambled to throw together a second massive bailout for the tiny Greek nation, this one expected to be worth 120 billion euros, with 12 billion euros of those funds to be dispersed early next month. The Greek parliament will have to vote this week on whether or not to accept the package, which contains another round of punishing austerity measures as conditions for the funds. As European leaders scramble to further ensnare Greece in a web of bailouts, the Greek people have once again taken to the streets en masse to protest the austerity cuts that are the condition for the so-called rescue. Mass riots have turned the streets of Athens into battle zones between protesters and police, with demonstrators throwing stones and petrol bombs, and police returning fire with tear gas and stun grenades. These protests are reflected in similar large-scale marches in Spain, where demonstrators from Bar Barcelona, Valencia, Cadiz, and other areas of the country plan to converge for a mass demonstration in Madrid next month, where activists have been occupying the central square for several weeks. Now the Germans are beginning to show their frustration at shouldering the brunt of the burden for the Eurozone bailouts, with German Chancellor Angela Merkel under attack by members of her own party for her handling of the crisis. Puzzlingly, the fact that so many European nations are on the verge of economic collapse and the future of the euro itself has now come into question has not only failed to give proponents of European integration pods for thought, it has emboldened them to use the crisis to argue for further centralization of power in the European Union. Earlier this month, European Central Bank President Jean-Claude Trichet used the occasion of a gala where he accepted the Charlemagne Prize for contributions to European unity to call for the creation of a European finance ministry with authority to exercise control of the governments of individual nations. Speaking at the gala, Trichet opined, in this union of tomorrow, would it be too bold in the economic field, with a single market and a single, single central bank, to envisage a Ministry of Finance of the Union? Last week, the center-left German newspaper Süddeutsche Zeitung wrote, The idea to create a European monetary fund comes from German Finance Minister Wolfgang Schäuble. It's hardly believable that the world's second largest currency doesn't already have such an independent institution. Perhaps some things are too ambitious for the moment, but there's no reason not to try. However, critics note how the very tendency towards centralization exemplified by the single European currency has itself been the cause of many of the problems and made the risk of a systemic meltdown spreading beyond the borders of each nation that much more likely. On the floor of the European Parliament in Brussels last week, Member of European Parliament Nigel Farage took the opportunity to put these criticisms to EU President José Manuel Barroso. 
Mr Barroso, every time I ask you what is your plan B, you say there's no need. And every time I predict that another country is on the verge of a bailout, you say no, no, there's no problem. And here we are on the verge of the second Greek bailout and you say there is no alternative. We must continue down this route. We must ignore the fact that the Spanish bond market are telling us that they are going to be next. What a fine mess you've got us into. You have a 100% record for being wrong with every single prediction about the euro. And when you say today that this package will put Greece on the road to growth, oh no it won't, it will put them on the road to the third bailout, which we'll be discussing in a few short months' time. I have to say, I find it a truly sickening sight to see the country that actually invented democracy being bullied by you and the increasingly appalling International Monetary Fund and being told they have to accept this austerity package. They have to accept cutting their economy to a level that will put them into a total economic depression. Meanwhile in the US, even the Federal Reserve is, ad is admitting that the American economy is slowing down, cutting their growth forecast for both this year and next. At a press conference announcing the decision, Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke admitted he doesn't understand why the economy is in such dire straits. Um, we don't have a precise read on why uh, this uh, uh, slower pace of growth is, is persisting. Uh, one way to think about it is that um, maybe some of the headwinds that have been concerning us, like uh, uh, you know, weakness in the financial sector, um, problems in the housing sector, balance sheet and deleveraging issues, some of these headwinds may be stronger or more persistent than we thought. And, and I think it's an appropriate uh, balance to attribute uh, a slowdown partly to these identifiable temporary factors, but to acknowledge the possibility that uh, some of the slowdown is, is due to factors which are uh, longer lived and which will be still operative uh, by next year. Now, even mainstream media outlets are beginning to discuss the extent of America's economic woes and to openly air critiques of the Federal Reserve and Chairman Bernanke. Uh, before we get to the banking system, though, your thoughts on Bernanke today? Well, I think this was his swan song. He's done, finished, and none too soon. This whole uh, fabulous exercise in money printing, QE1, QE2, the zero interest rates, has been a calamity of historic proportions. The only thing it did, and we know this now, today, it brought a huge windfall of speculative gains, literally tens of billions to Park Avenue, and left Main Street high and dry with double-digit food and energy inflation and with zero-digit savings on their bank accounts. The problem we have in our economy is a 30-year buildup of debt, nothing like we've ever seen in history. 52 trillion of public and private debt, 360% of GDP, compared to a normal ratio of 160%. Now, what did Bernanke do over the last two years? He tried to drive zero rates to negative, thinking that we just need to borrow some more money, stimulate some more credit, and you can solve this problem. That's backwards. The problem is in the financial system. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the banks, vulture funds, and financiers are positioning themselves to benefit from the economic turmoil the world over. In Europe, banks such as the German investment fund Starcap, Swiss private bank Julius Baer, 
U.S. asset managers BlackRock and others have acquired 150 million euros of Greek debt in the secondary market. The bonds are currently trading at one half of phase value, but the vulture funds are betting on redeeming the debt at par if the bonds are secured as part of a second bailout. In the U.S., Wells Fargo and Deutsche Bank have attempted to redeem their reputations by promising $2.4 million for a fund that is designed to rehab foreclosed homes and provide assistance to borrowers. The Department of Justice opened an investigation into Deutsche Bank earlier this year for accusations that it had filed false documents in foreclosure proceedings and lied to a bankruptcy judge. And Wells Fargo admitted in February that it was being investigated by several agencies for its foreclosure practices. Some homeowners who have been subject to fraudulent foreclosure proceedings, however, have decided not to wait for government action and have instead started their own foreclosure proceedings to seize bank property. This is normally what you'd see when a person's being foreclosed on and their property seized by a bank. But today, it's the other way around. They've ignored our calls, ignored our letters. Um, legally, this is the next step to, to get my clients compensated. A Collier County judge said Bank of America had to pay Maureen Nayerjes and her husband's legal fees after the bank tried to foreclose on their Golden Gate Estates property, but they paid cash. The courts agreed they never had a mortgage to begin with. After more than five months, the bank still hadn't paid up. So the homeowner's attorney did just what the bank would do to get their money, seize their assets. I instructed the deputy to go in and take uh, desks, computers, copiers, uh, filing cabinets, uh, including cash in the drawers. Outside the bank, several deputies stood by with movers ready to start hauling out the bank's office supplies and furniture. Inside, the homeowner's attorney was locked out of the bank manager's office by deputies while the bank manager tried to figure out what to do. He was visibly shaken. I, I, you know, having two sheriff's deputies sitting across your desk and uh, a lawyer uh, standing up behind them, you know, demanding whatever assets are in the bank, it can be intimidating. But so is having your home foreclosed on when it uh, wasn't right. After about an hour, the bank finally cut a check. For more on this story and other breaking news and current events, please go to globalresearch.ca. For more research and analysis by James Corbett, please go to CorbettReport.com.